Get some perspective. Bruce St. James and Pamela Hughes. KTAR News on 92.3 FM. Pamela, I know that you are much more in tune with healthy eating, reading labels. Who are you people? <laughs> uh, than I am. Although, I don't think I'm as, as bad as maybe I purport. I do try to make good decisions. But count me as someone who is confused and conflicted. Maybe along the same lines as I was, you know, when you used to see like organic on everything. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, organic must mean better. Mm. Uh, this uh, beyond meat, plant based meat. Uh, it, we now it's more than just beef. You have it in chicken, or whatever. I'm under the impression and maybe it's just the sales job that these plant based meats are, quote, better for me. They're not. <laughs> I don't know if they're necessarily Just because you read the labels and I don't. Well, like health and nutrition and, and this whole like wellness category is something that is totally in my wheelhouse. And I, you know, I'm into. And when this really started taking hold last year, I know it's been around longer, folks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when you start having Burger King and Taco Bell became, and Whataburger. A, get it in the grocery store. Right. Exactly. I've I've. Purchased it yeah. at the grocery store. Um, it, it it becomes something that you know we, we talk about, and and I think that part of it is is marketing. When you talk about plant based meat or a plant based product, okay, the first name or first word is plant. I, I think like and plants are vegan, healthy. vegetarian. Uh, I think it is inherently better for you than meat. Are are are, are plants good for you? Yes. Yes. So you would think that a plant-based... It's like eating a hamburger made of broccoli. And that's not the case. That's not what it is. So um, KTIR here in our news department, they they spoke to a a dietitian and a nutritionist. And talking about the plant-based burgers, because they are becoming more and more popular. And I think the big takeaway for folks is, is just this. This is not a veggie burger. When you think of like a veggie burger, and maybe that's where I'm confusified. I've I've made veggie burgers. You know, I've got quinoa. I've got you know, know uh, peppers and broccoli and beans. There and used, there used to be a thing called like the Boca Burger, right? Wasn't that like a veggie burger you could buy in the stores? It was like, I make them myself. Right. And, but, and so I was under the impression, kind of, that these Beyond Meat was just like a better version of the Boca Burger, and it's no, not. it's it's not because like when you're making like like a veggie burger, for instance, okay. you're you're using real food and 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 then you know some canned vegetables. Well. But th- what you're talking about with Beyond Meat or Impossible Burgers or these plant based, it's all processed. Okay, they're trying to make it taste like beef. A, a real and you know what? I got to tell you, they've done a really good job at it. We did. We had the Carl's Jr. one. Yeah. And I would argue indistinguishable almost from a regular hamburger. And it, it's, it's all made up of, of chemicals and processed food. And if I were to tell you what is better, oh. um, a whole product would be like beef okay. or chemicals and processed foods. Oh, Which boy. one would you say? The, the, just the Your brain. body knows, you know, protein versus something that's just made up in a factory. So why are we talking about this? We're talking about it because it's becoming quite popular. It is. And this isn't just, you know, white women or millennials that are into these plant-based meats. In this polling data, what they have found out is that there's huge interest in meatless meat. It's almost 
everyone. Mm-hmm. And, and listen, if you're if you're into meatless meat because you're worried about the treatment of animals, different that's story, one thing. Different story. If you are into meatless meat because, like me, you think it is inherently healthier than regular meat, no. you need to stop and pump mm-hmm. your brakes right there. I thought this was kind of interesting. Um, uh, Tim Hortons, which apparently is Canadian for Starbucks, um, stopped selling Beyond Meat products. They had them in, the, in their shops and they, they pulled them out. Now, is it because they weren't as popular? Is it because kind of the tide is turning? And while there was this original rush and everybody wanted to get in on it and everyone was asking questions like us, are we starting to see a bit of a slowdown Pump your brakes, learn a little bit more about this, and make a smart decision. Okay, but it also depends on why you're choosing to eat it. Mm-hmm. Because in this poll, they find that people are cutting back on their meat consumption. Yeah. Why are you cutting back on your meat consumption? Are you cutting back because red meat you think is bad for you? You don't like are, how you... Are you cutting back because of the environment? You, are you cutting back because... Like chickens? You don't want to eat anything that has a mom. You know what I mean? Like, why are you cutting back? Why do you assume broccoli doesn't have a mom? (laughs) Why do you assume that? So if it's about the environment and if it's about, you know, animal welfare, well, then this gives you a different alternative. Without a doubt. And and I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that. But you're not necessarily eating healthier. And I think that's where the disconnect is, because I would I would argue that if we asked most people, they would say the Beyond Meat is inherently healthier because it's plant based. What we're learning is it's just really processed food again. And that is kind of at the root of the problem, isn't it? I, I, I think so. And uh, Stephanie Espinosa is, again, this uh, dietitian and nutritionist with Nutritional Professionals. She spoke with KTAR News about this, and here's what she had to say. You can replace your burger with this plant-based one, but you aren't getting a win for your health. There's one positive note, and it's supplemented with vitamins and minerals such as B12, folate, iron, and zinc, which are important if you're following a plant-based diet. But as a dietitian, I would encourage you to get those from other sources as as opposed to eating more processed foods. Because hmm. it is just that. It is a processed food. You now have, so check this out, which I think just, I don't even know how to wrap my head around it. Kentucky Fried Chicken. Yeah, this was interesting. Beyond Fried Chicken. They are going to have meatless fried chicken. What the hell's the purpose of that? <laughs> it goes, no, but it goes back to exactly what we talked about. If you don't want to eat anything that has a mother... Okay. Or if you think that you're helping, you know, the environment, because you can make some arguments for that, most definitely, and then this would be a viable option for you. But if you think that this is for your health, right? No, right. it's not. If, if all those things are true, your feelings about meat, are you really hanging out inside the KFC? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it just strikes me as but, a very I think odd they might, way to they do might it. be trying to get some of that market because yeah. what I just said to you is there this is yeah. this is growing mm-hmm. in, in in pretty much every demographic. This isn't a a woman versus man type of thing. This isn't an older demographic versus a younger demographic. This isn't a white versus non-white. Like everybody is is intrigued and, and interested. Agreed, but I think a lot of it's the marketing. And here's what I've learned not not just from Stephanie Espinosa. Espinoza, the nutritionist that we spoke to like that, is that because I am not, I don't have a problem with eating cows and chickens. They are delicious. Um, So I don't think Beyond Meat is something I need to consider because it doesn't achieve any of my goals. Mm-hmm. It's not inherently healthier. Okay. So, but that is a change in mindset for me because 
I originally thought it was. I think a lot of people have. Okay. But to put a bit, a bit of a finer point on it, uh, the dietitian and, and, and nutritionist talked about what's actually in it. Okay, what's actually in this plant-based meat? Well, here you go. (laughs) The Impossible Burger is just another processed food, this time mimicking beef. It is actually very high in sodium and takes up 16% of what we should be eating in a day. It is high in saturated fat, just like beef. Remember, their goal is to make it taste like beef, and it's loaded with additives and chemicals. Research is beginning to reveal to us that processed foods are having a negative effect on our health. Yes. Yes, yes, and yes. Processed foods are most definitely having a negative impact on our health. The challenge with this, though, is, you know, you try to you try to simplify that for folks because, you know, one day red wine is great for your heart. And the oh, next yeah, day yeah. It's going to kill you. Right. right. So I hear those when it comes to food, I get the confusion that people have, even those that are trying to make the best choices possible by shopping the perimeter of the grocery store. Right. What's on the perimeter of the grocery store? You've got uh, your the veggie, produce, the produce. So over there, produce the fresh section. produce. Yeah, yeah. And then like kind of on the back, you have uh, your protein, right? You'll, you you yeah. might have like a, a meat counter, meat counter yeah. or, or your meats. Okay. And then you've got like your dairy and, you know, your cheeses. That those kind are on of the thing. outs. Yeah, it's right. You okay. know, when you think about that. So so those would be like your whole foods that, that right. you are shopping the perimeter of. I shouldn't go up and down the aisles? Now, because that's where all the processed stuff is. I like the But aisles. now what we're finding out is there's a lot of like that processed stuff that's yeah. getting into the perimeter, hence the plant-based meat. Interesting. All right. Hey, we've got the absolute latest on the coronavirus, including um, Americans now coming home from China and the screening that they're going through. Bruce St. James and Pamela Hughes. There are, uh, as you can imagine, employees of the federal government, the State Department specifically and their families who live and work in China, represent the government there. We, we, the United States, Sent a big old airplane for him. We sent a 747 over there. We picked up uh, 240 some odd of them. Uh, last night they landed in Alaska. And just moments ago, that chartered flight with Americans from the affected area, specifically in China, just landed at the Ontario airport in Southern California. Right. And that is where um, they're going to be headed to a military base. And, but I mean, like, because you think about this, yes, the United States wants to get Americans out of this area. Got it. But they are at like ground zero, so to speak, for this outbreak. So you're going to take them out of the outbreak area and bring them here to do what? Right. You you want to make sure that you test them and you you know that they themselves are healthy because you don't want this spreading. The 201 U.S. citizens touching down at March Air Reserve Base after their long trip from Wuhan. All were given two health checks and cleared with no symptoms of coronavirus Good. when they landed to refuel in Alaska. Now here in Southern California, they'll be held in quarantine for several days to see if they develop any symptoms. If they don't, they'll be allowed to go home wherever they're from in the u.s but for now they'll be held away from the public okay so here the wheels are spinning over yeah. there well, what's going on I, I i am not assuming any of these people are carriers infected right. with and, and apparently none of them are showing any outward signs but we also know and heard from medical professionals around the world that you can have the coronavirus in your system, system. 
You can be a carrier. A carrier, thank you. And you can infect other people, but show no outward signs. And, and, and how we also know this is, I believe, in Japan and Germany, the yep. first the first case of coronavirus in Japan and the first case of coronavirus in Germany yes. were from individuals... Who had never been to China. Yes. Yeah. So they obviously got it from... One of them was... Check this out. The one in Japan was a bus driver who had driven Chinese tourists. Sure. Here's the thing. When we, we hear that they're going to be quarantined for several days, how how long is several days? How many? Because it appears know. as though the incubation <laughs> period to show symptoms is anywhere from two days to 14 days. So they could be locked up for two weeks. I don't know. But but I mean, like, if we know okay. that, wouldn't you keep them quarantined till then? I, I say that with one breath. But in the other, and this is kind of like the cognitive dissonance that's going on in my head, because the flu, again, I get back to this, the regular flu. Influenza. There have been, I think we're now, let's say, about 5,000 cases of the coronavirus in the world. Worldwide. Right now, 5,000. I think we have about 12,000 cases of the flu right here in Arizona. There have been about 100 people who have died from the coronavirus globally since this outbreak began. So it's a very low, it's a high infection rate, low fatality rate. But I don't even know if it's a high infection rate. Well, it is growing relatively quickly. I can't deny that, but I'm I'm trying just to give perspective. Okay, I see what you're saying. Because you had 60,000 people die from the flu just a few years ago. But this... but this still feels different, but, doesn't it? But, but when but when there's a flu outbreak on the campus of ASU, student twenty thousand students don't sign a petition asking cancel to close class. to close the campus and cancel and, classes and a, and a run on surgical masks. So this, you know, and you and I talk a lot about like real risk, things that could actually harm and affect you, not killer bees. There is no vaccination currently for coronavirus. Correct. They may have one developed by the summer. Let's hypothetically say they do, Bruce. Got it. Do you get it? No. Still not getting it. So, Do uh, you get a flu vaccine? No, I don't. So, so what's the outrage then? Fair it, enough. It, that's what I can't swear. The, okay, so, uh, yes. So explain to me some of these things. And again, this is only why I agree with everything you just said. Yeah. And what? I am not running for the hills. I'm not self-quarantining. Starbucks... In China, closed its stores. Yeah, okay, but but China is different than the United States. Okay, China, this is what where it's going on. So the the concern in China is real. That is real. Okay, unless you have been to China, I haven't, or have had direct contact with someone who's been exposed, the risk is relatively low. And I think the, the okay, so right there is that that little gap, that little air gap is the thing. How am I supposed to know people who may have been to China or may have been exposed to someone who went to China? I don't know. Do you know how many times you were you exposed me to the flu? Yeah. A few weeks ago, months ago, whatever it was. I got the vaccine. You didn't. You got sick. I didn't. Yeah. Like that's what you need to be more. I con- call that vacation. <laughs> but there, you are going to be. You got exposed to somebody who had the flu. Right. You're still here. Amazing. Like the symptoms for coronavirus are very flu-like. Mm-hmm.
And so if you're not afraid of the flu... Don't be afraid of the coronavirus. That's what I'm getting right now. But yet we're canceling flights uh, British to British Airways, China and American so Airlines I, I suspended get flights. Like, I, I get where They don't are, do that because of the flu. I, I, and that's what yeah. I can't square. And if I'm missing something, yeah. please give us a no, call no, no. on the open mic line. 602-200-2733. I know we have a lot of smarty pants listening. So if you get something to check me on there, please do. But I don't understand this. 602-200-2733. Why are so many of you quitting your jobs? The quit rate is rising. Does that show a real confidence in the job market? We'll talk about it. Coming up next on Arizona's News Station. KTAR News on 92.3 FM. Get some perspective. Bruce St. James and Pamela Hughes. You know, with record low unemployment it's a uh by the way i don't know is it a buyer or a seller's market it's a buyer's market isn't that what i should say i don't know the difference if you are an employee you um may have your choice of jobs and employers out there are competing if you will which probably leads to this next number. Well, well, yeah. Before we get to that next number, oh. I mean, you just heard Bob McClay there in in the news talk about the, this new uh, trade deal. You know, Mexico, Canada, USMCA. United States. You've got an Arizona delegation in D.C. today for the signing. And you heard Arizona Chamber of Commerce president there, uh, Glenn Hammer, talk about how our economy here in Arizona is the healthiest that we've ever seen. And by having such a healthy economy, he said, we now already have more jobs than people to fill them, and we know that we're going to get many, many thousands more jobs because of this agreement. Okay, good times, right? Positive. This is fantastic. Good news. For the employee. Yeah. Why? Because if you're not happy at your job right now, go find another one. Well, it's something called the quit rate. Think about it. The number of people who voluntarily choose to leave their jobs, and the quit rate is rising and you can only make the assumption that people that are voluntarily choosing to lose their jobs are doing so they think they can get a better one and in arizona it's high national average the the quit rate so to speak in around the country it's 2.3 percent okay okay we are an entire full percentage point above the national average. Hmm. So, I mean, what, what can you take away from that? People are pretty confident here in Arizona about their opportunity to potentially get something better, which I think is fantastic. That's a positive thing. It, it's fantastic for employees. Employees. Because we've heard for a long time, Bruce, that there are a lot of jobs out there. Uh-huh. But if then you, you want to work, at- you can work. But what kind of jobs are we talking Fair. about? And while there, the unemployment rate has been decreasing, which is fantastic, what about take-home pay? People's paychecks haven't been going Not up. fundamentally bigger. So this is kind of showing you know, a bit of a, a switch where the quit rate means you quit your job because you're looking to find a better one. And usually that means either better benefits, better working environment, and a better paycheck. Is this going to increase the amount of money that people are going to be taking home? Potentially. And Some at least. Like you just mentioned, employers, yeah. businesses are having to compete to coerce, to convince people to come work for them. Let me give you an example. Shake Shack. Oh, they just opened it up in Gilbert. 
It's a good burger. I've never been, and I haven't been yet because the lines are like throughout the door. As a burger aficionado, I will co-sign Shake Shack's a good burger. Okay, all right, all right. There's one at uh, Scottsdale Mall. Okay. Square, is there? Okay. That's the one I, I end up hanging out at. Um, they, Shake Shack, in an effort to attract and retain managers, the uh, important people inside their, yeah. their, are offering four-day work weeks and stock options for managers. Just not, It's a fast food joint, okay? For lack of better terms, No, but yes. I mean, think it's a fast food joint. Yes. And... They want to be competitive in that space for for attracting and keeping good employees, good managers. So they've gone the route of offering four day work weeks. They're saying the four day work week helps all, uh, parents save yeah. money on childcare, yeah. right? That for some that that's something they they would choose, and bringing back things like stock options, especially in a fast growing company like that, is that going to attract? Quality managers, you know, people that know how to run a fast food business. Yeah. And if you're working there, are you really going to walk across the street if you're getting such a good deal? I mean, I this is an example of, and it's hardly the only one, of businesses having to really step up and compete for the valuable workers. The The tide has turned. And, and you win in that situation. You, you win. You see these companies here locally and even nationally that are offering incentives that you haven't seen in a long time. Because, you know, during the recession, when the economy took a, a massive hit, you heard about the man session, right? Man session, The, yeah. uh, the amount of guys that lost their, things, their, yeah. their jobs. You know, a lot of that was due to labor issues. I mean, that's typically kind of a, a male-dominated field. And, the type of businesses and they, weren't, they were in, yeah. We weren't building houses no. and apartment complex, you know, 2008, 2009, 2010, the way we are today. And I think that that also is an example of how Arizona is benefiting in this economy. I mean, yesterday we just did the story how they're projecting an additional million people coming to the valley in what the next ten years? Is that Over what it the was? next ten years? Yeah. yeah. Uh, where are you going to put Hold them on, all? That's a... oh, stop it. So it's again, like hundred thousand a year. It gets to construction, but I think what yeah. Arizona has done a good job of is prior to the recession in two thousand eight, so much of our economy was surrounding construction, and now. After the economy, we've diversified quite a bit, right? Our, and, and our revenue isn't solely based upon growing. For those of you that might be new new here, that yeah, that you could certainly make the argument that our economy was driven by growth for growth's sake. Play along with pre-recession, you. yeah. You, you build the freeway; somebody's got to pave it. Then you build houses at the end of it. Okay, somebody's building those houses. Oh, well, then you got to build a shopping mall around that. And then once you have some people out there, build another freeway, build more houses, build more shopping malls. Da, 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 and da, that's da, been da. consistent for Arizona for quite some time. Yeah. So it was re- it was relatively easy for us to do. Yes. Until the rug got pulled out from underneath us. Exactly. And when people didn't have jobs, they weren't moving. They weren't looking for new opportunity because they could barely afford the house that they were in right now. Why would they come here? And that revenue stream for Arizona dried up, and hence the reason why we got into so many budget problems. Now we're in a bit of a different situation because I think, you know, people like Glenn Hammer with the Arizona Chamber of Commerce and others have done a good job, like helping to push different industries and diversifying our economy here in Arizona. And that is how we are benefiting. I think you're going to see the quit rate continue to grow also for this reason. A younger generation, a younger worker out there has very little expectation of uh, getting that job out of college, 
and then getting a watch at your retirement yeah. in the same building, mm-hmm. you know, 40 years later. Like, that's just not how they see it. And we see it with people around here, younger people, you know, this is their job for now. And then they'll go get another one. And it's just not that big a deal where changing jobs, maybe for our parents' generation, is traumatic. It's a big honking deal. Well, they, they wanted more stability. Um, yes. And it wasn't as acceptable, I guess you could say, to job hop. Yeah. But now, I we mean... need a pension yeah. and a retirement plan. But I think or? you have a, a lot of millennials, and I think even like Gen Xers, who are saying, okay, well, your, your opportunity to grow and to potentially build wealth, you might have to leave your job in order to do so. Mm. Quick question. Who is better at reading maps? <laughs> Men or women? Yeah, I suck at it. <laughs> okay. Who is better? Uh, We have some statistical information, Pamela, that definitively gets to the bottom of who's better at reading I'll tell you, I'm not the one that's going to win this one. I'll tell you that right now. We're digging into it. Coming up next on Arizona's News Station. Arizona's News Station. KTAR News on 92.3 FM. Get some perspective. Bruce St. James and Pamela Hughes. Just a, uh, a bit of a reminder coming up at the top of the hour. The Senate impeachment trial will reconvene for the day. And uh, what's different is instead of the speechifying, we have a question and answer period that's going to go on for a couple of days. So we will keep you uh, up to speed on that. Um, I've heard you, Pamela. Me? Describe traveling with your husband, Chris. Ugh. In these stories, yeah. Chris is driving. Yeah. You're in the passenger seat. Uh-huh. You um, and him are disagreeing on the way to go, possibly. You know, I love my husband dearly. The one thing that irritates me, though, is, is traveling sometimes because he tries to put me in a position that is not my strength. He still believes at times that I need a map. And we need a map to know where we're going. No, that is what Waze, Google Maps, and Apple Maps are for. I've got three apps on my phone. No. I'm going to tell you in 500 feet, turn right. Okay? That's as good as I get. I, I don't need a map. And he's for years tried to get me to read a map, and I suck like at a it. physical so, map. So it ends up in arguments. Because I can't read a map. Can't read a map. And because of that, you might think... that not just you, Pamela, because I think we've all heard the jokes that women might be... L- l- less inclined to be map literate or directionally literate. Well, guess what? That's actually not true. They call it spatial cognition skills. I have it. My husband has it. Like I can point to north. Yeah, I can too. But no matter where I am. Like I always know no, kind of where that. north is. No, I can do it here in the valley. And the reason why I know that is because South Mountain South has all Mountain, the lights well, that's on it. Cheating. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but when I'm other places, I'm like, wait a minute, that's north. Yeah, I have no you know? idea. I don't have that sense of direction. I okay. admit it. I admit it. But, um, yeah, this new study says, yeah, you guys, you're no better at, at reading maps than women. Because there are women out there listening right now who I'm sure are fantastic at reading maps. I'm just not one of them. I can okay. concede that. But I do find this funny. Mm-hmm. So just this week, we were at the grocery store, we being my daughter, Riley, and myself. And uh, she goes, hey, can I get some Kiwis? Yeah, if you want a Kiwi, you can go get a Kiwi. She couldn't find them. Yeah, I don't know. Mom, I can't are. find it. I'm like, okay, give me a second. Your we'll Kiwi find aisle? <laughs> <laughs> and I walk over and I'm like, oh, that's right there. She's like, phew. Because, you know, we could have asked. 
And I'm like, no, they're right there. You're fine. She's like, well, you know, when I come to the grocery store with dad um, and he can't find something, I tell him to ask. And he's like, no, we'll, no. We're, just, we're just gonna keep walking. She goes, we walk all over the store. He won't ask where anything is at. And I'm like, yeah. And it reminded me of, you know, prior to Google Maps and, and Apple Maps and Waze and whatever other map app on your phone you use. Guys, my dad included, would never no. stop and ask no. for directions. Never. I'm like, there's a gas station no, right there. That is Just a, ask. That is a, a is an admission of defeat. No, it's called it common is, sense it is and efficiency. It is on our manhood to have to ask somebody, where the heck am I and how do I get here, there, from there? Do you ever ask where things are at in the grocery store? No. <laughs> are you serious? No. You know, I, I don't either because I try to avoid grocery stores where I don't know oh, the layout. Okay. okay. So, yes. Uh, I, I mentioned it, and I say, this, I say this respectfully. I cannot remember my, when my mom's birthday is. Like, oh, it's sometime on. in October or November. You don't even know the month? It's one of the two. I've oh, got it geez. narrowed down. It's like but I have it, days. I have it written down, like on my calendar. Okay, but so I can't remember that. alert. And yeah. call her. Oh, yeah. It's okay. not that I forget it. Okay. It's that okay. I don't know it. Uh, I don't have it in my memory. All right. Let, okay. Where are we going with this? But I know where the iced tea aisle is in the Safeway down the well, street. Well, because you go to the Safeway and, and do that a lot more than you call your mom on her birthday. So I have two, two grocery stores in the neighborhood here that I go to. Yeah. And I walk in and I, I this happened the other day. It takes me a second and I get like this. Okay. Which one am I in? All right. Uh, here's where everything is. And then I can walk oh, through it. Oh, I'm so But it takes you. me a second to figure out, okay, which store am I at? Where am I starting? Okay, here we go. I, I, I like meal prep every week. So on the weekend, I sit down, I pick out the recipes that I'm going to do for the week, and then I make a grocery list. I never go grocery shopping without a grocery list. And my grocery list is written out... As I travel the grocery store, like I start off in the produce section. So really? all of the produce and the lunch meat and the breads are in this column. And I mean, like, okay, that, is, that is next level well, organization. Because that's how I operate. So I, I typically shop at, at, at an Albertsons in Gilbert. And it was a year or two ago. I almost stopped shopping there. You want to know why? They remodeled. And when they remodeled, they put stuff in places it wasn't supposed to be. I'm like, can I just find the ketchup? This is not where the ketchup is. You put diapers where the ketchup is. That is not where it belongs. I almost like lost my mind. I was like, I'm shopping somewhere else. I'm at the Sam's Club on Bell yesterday. And I I needed uh, the thousand pack of Tide Pods because I, I buy them once a year. Okay, once every three years. And I go down every aisle because I never know if there's something I might need a 500-pack of, of, of at a Sam's Club, right? I got all the way to the end. They move things around. I used to know where it is. Yes. I got to the checkout, and I'm like, I did not find the Tide Pods. I had to go and do it over again. Costco does the same thing. Like, you go and you Why buy you one moving? thing, and then they move it, so you're walking all around the store. It's so frustrating. Eric says, I could be shot and dying. I would not ask for directions to the hospital. Shout <laughs> out to you, Eric. Right there with you. Or where the Kiwis are. Nope. It's a sign <laughs> of weakness. What is everyone at ASU doing to protect themselves from the coronavirus? And what are they doing that actually has no impact? We'll talk about that coming up next on Arizona's News Station.